0: Welcome, everybody, to the 5280 Nuggets Fast Break podcast presented by the Rocky Mountain Sports Network. I'm your host, Jacob Burke, and today we're just doing a duo pod. I got Glenn Carlson in the house. How are you, sir?
1: Hey, good, Jake. How's it going, Nuggets Nation?
0: Yeah, so in this show, we're going to get into the the Thunder game. I've seen a lot of discourse online about, all they should have won it, which I agree with, but... I really enjoyed this game despite a loss. I thought it was, had some good competition in it, showed us some things about the Thunder since uh, we played them kind of early on and now they're, they're forming into their own. Uh, so want to get into the, the Thunder game, you know, do some takeaways on, on how, you know, individual players performed, but also maybe take a look at what might have happened there in the fourth quarter. Cause it's, a little bit uncharacteristic of the nuggets this year uh to be losing these fourth quarter games so yeah let's just jump right into it uh close game to start yeah. I mean it you know it, it seemed like it was close throughout and then it was just kind of that fourth quarter collapse you know and I when I'm looking at the quarter by quarter totals I, I mean we really we we jumped out on a small lead. They they brought it back, and it was pretty much the same until the fourth quarter, despite some runs within quarters. But I thought the first half was actually a pretty good performance by the Nuggets, other than closing out the, the second quarter. Uh, what did you think about the first half, and who uh, stood out to you in that in that half?
1: Yeah, you know, the first um, it was a tight game. Um... You know, and and I think at times the score was not really indicative of just how close the game was just due to uh, each team kind of making little runs here and there. But, um, you know, um, we obviously there was a huge missing piece uh, on the Nuggets floor in in KCP and not to jump ahead too far. But I think that was pivotal, pivotal, um, you know, not having him on the floor to end the game. Um, but other than that, it was just a lot of back and forth. You know, I think the Nuggets played their style of ball. Um, Jokic looked to be, uh, looked to kind of regain a little bit of form. He's been, you know, dare I say off in terms of Jokic the last several games. Um, but looked to be hitting shots and, um, you know, running a lot of pick and roll. He was, it was pretty clear to me that he was trying to facilitate early on in this game as opposed to score. Um, and I don't know if that's really just kind of a factor of, of um you know not get not allowing Chet Holmgren, Holmgren to really disrupt your offense and the paint, which we know he's good at that. And so um it was a good game. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch personally. Um anytime I get to watch uh SGA uh, Gildas Alexander, I'm I'm a pretty happy guy. So um yeah, just you know, kind of faltered down the stretch. You know, we we were up by 10 um in the fourth and those guys just play their ball, Oklahoma City, and uh, just clawed back into it. It was an unfortunate loss.
0: Yeah, this was the first game where I really felt like KCP's absence really reared its head. Obviously, he played so well the first time around against the Thunder holding SGA to probably his worst night of the season mm-hmm. uh, to this date. But, you know, what really I thought threw us out of the groove was Murray getting into foul trouble really early on. And, you know, that ended up sending it, sending him to the bench early and kind of splitting some minutes with Reggie Jackson in the second quarter. And I just felt like he never got a rhythm after that. You know, obviously, we'll we'll get into the fourth quarter here in a, in a bit. But, yeah, Jokic, I've been really holding my breath on some of these shots the last few games because he was so off. And I was just, like, worried it was going to stick around. And this was the first game where I just was like, okay, <laughs> like, we're good. We're back to normal. Like, yeah. I don't have to worry about whether that's going in or not. But what really stood out to me in the first half was the rebounding. Jokic had three rebounds at half, I believe. He ends with six. Uh, probably other than ejections, that's would be his worst total this year. Right. So that was surprising to me. But what you said about Chet. He started off early with a block, and he finishes with nine blocks. Yeah, in this game, and I applaud the Nuggets for attacking the rim. Still, they were very aggressive towards the rim tonight. But I, I mean, Chet still got his, and nine blocks is pretty crazy for a rookie. I couldn't. I'll have to look up when the last time a rookie had nine blocks. I don't know if a rookies ever had not. Probably Kareem. Um, yeah, it's
1: probably been a long time.
0: Yeah, exactly. But going into the halftime, I felt like, you know, we had played well enough. We They were still hanging around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it being a one-possession game at half, to, it didn't it didn't feel too weird to me. Uh, and first of all, I'd like to give a shout-out to the bench, but their first stint was phenomenal. Obviously, Peyton Watson hitting two threes will bring them up a notch you know being at end of that first quarter into the second quarter uh but this is one of those rare games that the nuggets lost where the starters were in the negative and the bench was in the positive which in case to me it should have been won.
1: yeah and it's you know we you know being longtime nuggets fans uh we rarely rarely see that and so you know, it's one of those things that gets you excited for the bench. Uh, makes me hopeful. Um, I like seeing the emergence of a couple of these guys lately. Um, you know, Peyton's been playing fantastic. Christian Brown's been playing fantastic. Um, and so for the starters to actually drop the ball in this one down the stretch was a little disappointing. But again, I think it just it, it all comes back in my mind to just not having KCP on the floor in the last three minutes for that one-on-one defense, which is exactly what cost us the game.
0: Yeah, I also think it had to do with offense, too, though, when uh, Malone pulled out Porter, because, I mean, you remember going into the fourth, you know, in the beginning of the fourth, we were up by about 10 points. I think it was about Mm. nine, to be exact. And so we kind of held that until it was a few minutes left in the game, and all of a sudden we just We we turned the ball over. I think it was four times in the last five minutes of the game, which accounted Mm -hmm. for half of our turnovers. That's what really killed us. But, you know, Malone was worried about defense. But to me, when you get turned over four times in clutch time, your defense is not going to be good because you're guarding in transition or you're guarding on mismatches because you weren't able to to mash up the, the same as if you're playing in the half court. And so, you know, Malone's, of course, concerned about defense, which I think was just a symptom more of the turnovers than the actual defense itself. And Malone pulls Porter out and puts Watson in, which I love the matchup for Watson on Shea Gilgis. I think that's one of his better matchups, like, yeah, physicality-wise, body-wise, right? But then when we get the stop on the other end, you, you get a Jokic murray two man game mm-hmm. where it gets iced out because you got Brown on one corner and Watson in another corner and everybody's a foot Ooh. out of the paint. Yeah. Right. So that's I mean, do you feel similar to that? Like we met we probably should have just used our final timeout and put Porter back in for that last offensive mm-hmm. possession. Because I felt like it was an offensive game. I don't feel like it was a yeah. defensive game. And sometimes that should be what determines your matchups and your subs versus, you know, oh, we're on defense, sub and defense.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, it was uh, towards the end, the last, the last two minutes, it was really just kind of punch for punch, right? And it was one of those ones that I felt like we just need to um, – just you know, stay standing with these guys, and hopefully we'll be able to maintain our lead and and pull this out by one or two points at best. But um, um, you know, paint to his credit was a great defender last night. But SGA is one of those guys that's going to get his almost whenever he wants to. Um, and then exactly. um, you know, you pair that with uh, with Jalen Williams, who was who's a, nice, a a really nice bright spot on that team. Um, he was down in the paint doing a lot of work last night. and He was a lot of fun to watch as well. And so when SGA wasn't, uh, you know, was shut down, they were able to utilize Jalen Williams um, and they weren't doing anything magical. It's not like, you know, they were doing specific set plays, but they were just running their normal offense, which is really just get to the paint. And that's what that team does. Um, yep. They lead the league Leads in, the league and- yeah, they lead the league in drives. Um, unfortunately, I think if I remember right, we had 30, what was it? 33 or 34 blowby's last night. Um, wow. just insane, insane. Right. And so, and especially down the stretch, I think, you know, again, that's what cost us, but to me, uh, to go back to your other point, Jake, to me in those final minutes, it looked, um, like they were, in, the nuggets were intentionally trying to stay out of the paint just a little bit. Uh, and Jokic was kind of settling for some of those 10, 11, 12 foot shots, as opposed to the three, four, five foot shots. And I think that's really just comes down to Chad Holmgren, uh, being Mm. such a shot blocker. And, you know, he almost had a triple double last night with nine blocks. And there was an argument there that one of those towards the end was his 10th block, uh, but I don't think he got credited for it. And so, um, yeah, and I, frankly, I didn't like the, I didn't like the inbounds play last night whatsoever. You the, know, lob. the lob, I didn't like that. I think in a lot of cases it can work. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, I even told my wife when we were um, coming out of that timeout, I was like, well, it, to me the setup looks like uh, Porter off of a screen for a good shot, and they didn't yep. run it. And, you know, obviously it got deflected, and that was that.
0: Yeah, that's. it was interesting to me too because, I mean, obviously Jokic was passing it in. And that was a telltale sign to say, hey, keep Gordon off the the lob. Like, every team knows that. They don't need to even, like, whether it's in the scouting report or not, if Jokic is inbounding and you Mm -hmm. got nine-tenths of a second left, they're not going to give up a lob. Like, that's one of the easiest things to keep away. And, yeah, Porter probably should have been the one to to take that shot because – he's the only one that probably could get his shot off, but also Jokic can too. Mm-hmm. We've seen Jokic do crazy things with time running down. And I would have almost rather seen maybe Murray inbound it yeah. uh, and, and give him the option of Porter or Jokic. But I mean, it was nine tenths of a, of a second left. Yeah, I'm right. not sweating over it too much. Yeah. Right. But yeah, yeah. I, I kind of want to get into the individual performances here. Yep. Uh, there were some really good games and some bad games, but who did uh, you enjoy the most? Who'd, who'd, whose game did you say, okay, that, that's a step in the right direction?
1: You know, so I, I think um, if I back up a smidge, and I, I think if I look at the last, let's say, gosh, I don't know, maybe even five, six, seven games, I think we've oh. had some guys that were a little bit banged up. Um, AG had a left heel contusion, which that's brutal to play with, especially with his game. Um, KCP, uh, had a, I think it was an elbow elbow issue, and then we've got Murray with bilateral ankle sprains. Jokic had a lower, <laughs> low, um, lower back spasms and soreness for about a week there. Um, and so we oh, will little Porter bit had like a sprained
0: that. ankle, too. Porter's had a sprained ankle for.
1: On. yeah exactly so i think we had some guys that were just a little bit banged up and not really able to play like we're kind of used to um and i feel like the last two or three games um guys are finally starting to feel a little bit better it's good to see uh gordon having a good um having a good two or three game stretch here um kind of looking like his self back down in the paint uh aggressive you know getting lobs uh things like that grabbing rebounds so That was good. You know, he had 16 points and nine boards and five assists, which for me is like is the highlight for uh, AG's game this year is just his vision to see the court now. And so I think that's really cool. But um, I, you know, I think we can count on our usual suspects, our Jokic's, our Murray's, but I really like Peyton Watson last night. um, I loved his game, you know, picking up the top guy on the floor to defend. And he was crashing glass, and you know he had 13 points, um, um, five boards, and but but he had some pivotal plays, pivotal plays down the stretch that I thought were were, you know, uh, some good 50-50 balls um, in the last three minutes. Um, it's a bummer that SGA does that step back and buries that two-pointer um, over him in the end, and it was it was even well defended. Um, yeah, but I really like Peyton last night.
0: Yeah, Payton, last two games, you know, having his career high the night before and now kind of carrying over his offensive consistency into this game, he's starting to show flashes. I don't expect it all the time, but you're you're starting to see what he's capable of beyond just defense now. And if he can hit a three a game, it changes the dynamic of the floor. Completely, because he's so athletic, too, and just a blur in transition. It did kind of bite him in the butt, you know, and this is why they play. You want them to play these minutes early in the season mm-hmm. is, I mean, he, he was responsible for one of the, you know, under five minutes turnovers. And he, you know, he just he needs those reps. And this might have been one of those games where you lose because you're playing a lot of young guys and you just made one or two mistakes too many. Mm -hmm. right it's the game of basketball is a lot about minimizing mistakes and so you have more risk appetite when you play someone like Peyton Watson but you also have boom potential because he might go off and you know he's not heavily scouted for offense but his defense has continually been great and i mean i said it a few pods ago i think he still needs some work on his fundamentals he still relies on athleticism quite a bit but uh 16 minutes for peyton watson count me in
1: yeah that's that's all well, he those are efficient minutes as far as i'm concerned yeah. um you know to to put up 13 points in those 16 minutes and grab five boards along with his defense um that, that's efficient time that's time well spent um and uh you know, you know the weird thing about peyton is um he is a he's kind of a nerves guy and like you said jake he needs reps he just needs to be in there needs to calm down and just play his game uh and it's funny because we were talking about it last night he cannot hit corner threes wide open covered doesn't matter cannot hit corner threes but for whatever reason if you swing him out to the wing he can bury those and um what did he buried? I think two of them last night, right? And that, those were clutch yep. plays sure, sure. too when it was when we were going punch for punch with OKC. So, you know, good minutes. Um, I really like where his game's going. And I'm, I feel like once coach had that conversation with him, um, when I don't know, gosh, three or four weeks ago now, um, things have changed a little bit. And maybe it was just the belief from Coach Malone that Peyton Watson needed to elevate his game.
0: Yep. Just building confidence is what he needs right now. Mm-hmm. Building confidence, getting some data, getting some experience. The other guy I look at that I really loved his night, even though it wasn't the most efficient, was Michael Porter. Mm-hmm. He was really aggressive. You know, he didn't really get, like, super hot at any point. He he made some, he missed some, and it kind of just came in waves. But he was consistent with attacking, which I like because he tends to fade out of games. And in this game, you get a good distribution through all four quarters from him. And he ends up being the only starter with in the positives. I mean, he was only a plus one. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that definitely showed because he was he subbed out a few times in the fourth during the collapse too. So that kind of saved some of his plus minus because we still couldn't get stops with him not on the floor. Yeah, it didn't matter. I mean, I like the eighteen shots, especially when Murray doesn't have it going. I know he went eight for eighteen, but four from eight from three is Porter being Porter, and that's what I like to see. Mm-hmm. I thought he played hard on defense. he got bodied a few times by Jalen Williams, and man, that guy is strong for a second yeah. year player yeah like his his game is nice. Uh, I love Jalen Williams in the draft. I thought he was going to go around the 17th, 18th pick, and I was begging the Nuggets to trade one of their three picks to jump up to get him. And of course, he goes I think 11th or 12th because OKC okay, is so like, yeah, we're not letting this guy by. And so he just has all the intangibles, and I just poor. I just think it's not a great matchup with Porter. And now we know that you know that's a data point we have that says okay. You know, Porter Porter is better as a weak side defender, guarding a three-point shooter and then rotating when needed. He's not a great point of attack defender. Mm-hmm. He is on certain players, but I think tonight just showed, okay, this is probably not the best matchup for Porter. But 11 rebounds, that's huge when Jokic only ends with six. And so I just liked MPJ's energy, even though he didn't make all his shots. He wasn't as efficient as he normally is. And he didn't get, you know, as many timely stops as we would hope. But I really liked his energy and just his impact on the game overall.
1: Yeah, I think I thought he had a great game last night. Um, You know, to your point, guarding somebody uh, like like a Jalen Williams who – in that OKC system where they just get to the paint. I mean, he's just going to play bully ball. Um, and for somebody like Porter, it's – that's a tough guard. Tough guard. He's going to get um, – you know, Porter obviously has the height advantage, but he doesn't have the build and the weight advantage. And so um, it's, it's a tough, tough, tough role for him and to guard a Jalen Williams. But, um, you know, what I loved about Porter's game last night, he was four for eight from three, and if Porter's 50% from three, I'll tell him to shoot the three ball all day long. But um, – What I really liked was there were several times during the game where, um, you know, he was maybe coming off the switch and the three was contested and he would step in a few feet and shoot a 16 or 17 footer and, and he was burying them. Um, and and that really wasn't the Porter of years past where he was kind of just living and dying by the three. And so I love that he's mixed up his game. Um, you know, I, I, You can tell that Porter makes it an absolute point every game right now to go go grab boards. And, you know, being a 6'10", 6'11", guy, he has a responsibility to do that as far as I'm concerned. So um, I really like what he's putting in right now on the floor.
0: Yeah, he's getting to the rim a lot more. And that dunk in the fourth quarter kind of woke us up a little bit, I felt like, Mm -hmm. kind of right when he had checked back in. Right when he
1: checked in off the baseline.
0: Yep. Yep. You know, he caught it in the corner. The guy closes hard on him because he's four for eight from three. Well, at that point, I think he was three for seven, but because he buries a clutch three, I think like a minute or so later. But yeah. yeah, he's not settling right now. I, and I'm really, I'm really happy to see it. Who do you want to touch on next? Cause we got a myriad of options in the. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, you know, it's, um, we can always talk about Christian Brown's impact Uh, the last, you know, seven or eight games. He's, he's played pretty well. Um, One or two of those games kind of MIA. But he's one of those guys that is going to give you good minutes and not necessarily always show up on the stat sheet. Um, But, you know, Christian will give you hard work down low. And I love that about him. Um, He's hitting his three ball right now which at times he's been incredibly streaky and you just kind of, you know, put your hands up when he shoots a three, but right now I'm okay with it because he's hitting them. Um, And so uh, Christian's been playing pretty well too. Um, It's definitely tricky how to use a guy like that. I think on coach Malone's part, right? Because you do need to utilize his defensive skills and energy, but he's, also got to put in some offense too and and that that's the part that just doesn't quite always show up but um i think i think he's playing pretty well for for his role
0: yeah i mean 14 points in is above his average he's averaging about Mm -hmm. nine and a half on the season so yeah he's two of five from three and that's perfect you know 40 (laughs) percent that's all you can ask for from a guy like that and yeah i I trust Christian. I think he's just kind of a steady guy that's going to have an uptick in performance this year, but I don't expect anything spectacular by any means. Mm-hmm. He's just a perfect kind of role player off the bench. And I really like the myriad of wings Denver has. Uh, and speaking of wings, you know, Justin Holiday gets the start again. Yeah, And honestly, I thought he played fine other than the defense and that's not really his fault. I just, he just doesn't match up with Shea. I think maybe a few years ago it might have been a little bit more competitive um, as far as him getting stops on Shea. But uh, at this point in his career, I, you know, I think that was a little bit of wishful thinking by Malone, just size-wise. And uh, at least now we know, you know, come playoffs, Justin Holliday is probably not a guy we stick on Shea. Yeah.
1: And I, I don't know, you know, there's probably five or less people in the NBA that can really guard SGA. Um consistently yeah. and and really kind of lock him down um and so the other guard option for the for us which is murray you can't put him on it on uh gilgis Alexander, especially with two two uh tender ankles that he's trying to guard right now and nope. so justin Holiday's is kind of all you got at that point um you know you could ask reggie to pick up some of those minutes off the bench too but that's that's a tough guard for anybody and so uh, to your point i'm not not overly critical of Justin Holiday. I, I I trust the guy. He did have that one pretty bad turnover last night at a pivotal moment where he tossed the ball out of bounds on the baseline, or towards the baseline rather. But uh
0: well, yeah, because Watson cut and yeah, yeah, and then
1: he thought he was gone. Yeah, and so uh, that was a kind of kind of a bummer. But those things happen. It's just part of the game sometimes. Um,
0: yeah, that was one of those late turnovers too. One yep, of the, it
1: was one of the four for sure. Yeah, you know uh to your um, You know, speaking of the bench, I was really disappointed that Strother did not have any – really any impact on the game. I can't can't think of any key plays. Um, He had zero points, one board, and one assist in 15 minutes. Uh, That's kind of a dud in my opinion. Do you agree with that, Jake?
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, he was a plus eight, so the lineup he was in was working. He might have just – I don't know – if they, he just garnered more attention. I mean, they have Isaiah Joe coming off the bench. who's a really good perimeter defender. So that might've been why, but yeah, I, I felt it's like some of his threes are, were rushed and he, I, I want to say it's, it's the Chet Holmgren effect, man. You could tell as the game went on, guys would drive and then be like, Oh yeah, we're, we're going to take this back out. And, I mean, the starters were aggressive, but I saw, you know, Christian did that once or twice. Reggie was a little bit more hesitant and got blocked a few times. So, I mean, Chet racking up those blocks. I just I don't think when you're a guy like Julian who you're either a three-point shooter or you're really just a floater specialist yeah. when it comes to driving, you can't do that against a guy like Chet. He's going to swat that. So, I think that is something that Julian will start to have to figure out. I thought his defense was pretty, pretty decent. Um, he's been surprisingly a better defender for a rookie than I would have thought. Because his scout coming out of college was he wasn't a great defender and he lacked some lateral quickness. But the size coming off the bench with with Julian Christian and Peyton, uh, I really, I just really like him being in there as a guy that's similar size to them, but is the opposite. He's a shooter, shooter. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I, I think we're gonna get nights like this from Julian because it, it seems right now he's very feast or famine because he'll blow up for a lot of points, but he doesn't yeah. seem to have those in between games where when they take away his strength, what do you do now? Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, he almost reminds me of uh, you know Porter two or three years ago.
0: Mm, yeah. That's at, a good this, one. at
1: this stage in his career, where it's kind of like, well, you know, you shut him down on the perimeter and uh he kind of goes away and so he's got to develop other shots other capabilities and you know be uh, as as coach Malone would say in his pressers just be impactful on the game in some way shape or form and so yeah not um you know it was a dud from him last night i don't expect him to uh, to uh you know, put in a bunch of duds in a row. So I'm not, not worried about it, but it would have been huge to have a big three down the stretch from him.
0: Yep. Yeah. And and the Porter comparison I like, it's it's very similar. I would say that Julian is a better defender and thinks the game better than Porter did at that point. I think, Mm. I mean, Porter's probably a better defender right now than him just because of his experience, but. Yeah, I I still like Julian's energy most nights, um, even if it kind of is dead-like. You know, Reggie, back in his bench role, went three or ten. I thought he organized them well. He really got shut down in the paint. He couldn't get to the rim like he's been doing, and his three was off. And he guarded Shea for too many possessions in this game, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was too many times in the game where – Shay Shay's going at Reggie on an Island. I'm like, I don't know why we're living with this right now. Like we, <laughs> we got to send a double cause Reggie's just too small to guard a guy like that. But um, Reggie's earned the benefit of the doubt for me. I am sure he's going to bounce back. I mean, he still has a seven points for a bad night for Reggie. That's a vet stat uh, yeah. line. So, you know, no, I mean, Reggie could have played, played better, but honestly, there's no complaints for me. I think he did fine for yeah. being a backup point guard.
1: Yeah, not at all. I mean, I, I, same here. I have no complaints on that. Um, he's been, you know, I think if, in my opinion, I was kind of thinking about this last night. I mean, aside from Jokic, um, Reggie's been our most valuable player this year on mm-hmm. the team. And I don't even have yeah. any qualms saying that. Um, I still stand by my point that I made, uh, you know, a few weeks ago that there's three, four, or five games that we lose without Reggie, uh, Reggie's impact in those games. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, especially with the state that Murray is in right now, um, going through the hamstring, coming back, spraining springing his, uh, his ankle in the first two minutes of the his game back. Mm then spraining his other ankle. I mean, and he, now he's got to be ginger on both of them. You know, I I feel bad for Murray. I, I really think he was hoping to break out and be an all-star this year. I don't know if it'll happen, but I am so grateful for Reggie, uh, you know, in spite of that. And so, um, yeah, I'll take it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, Jamal had a rough night but you can just tell he's like not a hundred percent, No, you know, I think he, he has the energy like he is, like you can see he'll try to do things that he would normally do. And it's just a little bit off. And I think he's had the right attitude. It's just, I mean, it's going to be tough, man. His ankles are not going to heal anytime soon. That's just the matter of the NBA. When you get a bad ankle sprain that it lingers for a month, month and a half. Like even Porter said back in November that his high sprain on his ankle from training camp was going to probably not be fully healed till January, but he was yeah. going to play anyways. So I can't imagine what it feels like for Murray. And you, you also have to be careful to risking more injuries when you're playing with injuries. So yeah, yeah he had that one dunk, mm-hmm. uh, that left-hander that was pretty ferocious, but yeah, going 0 for 6, you can just tell his balance is a little bit off. Yeah. And of course, he hit one of the best shots he hit was that the probably the toughest one of the night in the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah. The step back, the team. yeah, yeah. You know, that, so that, that one I just laughed. Yeah, I was like, of course, you know, Murray misses all the wide opens and then the hardest shot. <laughs> yeah. He takes his, his his butter, but I think it's even if Murray's playing bad, I think it's good for him to be in there because it puts the rest of the rotation into it what malone wants it to be Mm -hmm. and allows them to get reps so i'm fully committed to witnessing a few more bad games from murray in the next few weeks and just be like you know that's just who he is right now and Mm -hmm. yeah i i don't think uh the two-man game will suffer as much as it did tonight just because of the uh the spacing that was on the court but and uh, I'm still excited to see, yeah, and Chet. Yeah. Well, and to your point, it might be too late for Murray to make an – I mean, it, it's pretty much almost too late for him to make an All-NBA team. Yep. Uh, he's almost at the threshold of games missed before you're yep. disqualified from that. And as far as, yeah, the All-Star bid, he's going to have to get up to 22, 23 points, and that means he's going to have to go on a tear for – five, six games where he's in the thirties really to to make up some of that ground. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't see it right now, but uh, all I really care about with Murray, I know it was kind of a nice story this year if he was able to make it, if he's healthy for the playoffs, I don't care if he never makes an all-star game in his career, you know, he's, he's that type of gamer, but yeah, Gordon finished with uh, five assists, which you mentioned earlier was one of your favorite Uh, things about Gordon this season. And yeah, his passing has been up a notch. And Malone put him in in the fourth quarter as the backup center. And immediately it was like poor man Jokic offense. Like it was Gordon doing some of the same things. Like he whipped an overhead pass to Brown as he was getting doubled in the post Mm -hmm. as Brown cut. And I was like, that's literally a Jokic pass. That's what Jokic. That's what Jokic gives to Gordon on a nightly basis, and yep. I really just like seeing that. And uh, I hope we don't see Gordon at too much backup center the rest of the year because it's just not great for his physical health. But yeah, I agree. Uh, that just tells me, man, in the playoffs, we that that can bring up a bench unit another couple points in the plus minus when you have a guy like Gordon able to do that at the center position. Uh, I did not really like his defense tonight though. I, I think Gordon sh- the the kind of defender he is felt like he should have had more impact that those amount of blow-bys it's just not him and yeah, maybe it's injuries but I mean no one really on the Nuggets guarded the, you know anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah I mean that's pretty much it uh, other than Honorable mention to DeAndre Jordan, who obviously only had his first stint. But question mm-hmm. for you here. Uh is Zeke Najee just gone? Does he does he exist? Because last two games I thought that would have been matchups for him. Like especially against yeah. the Thunder. They're undersized. Yep.
1: Yeah, I it's just uh I mean, I think you guys have known how I how I felt about Zeke's performance this year i've made that fairly clear but um just not not where we want him to be um surprising that we gave him that contract extension um and it's one of those things where i wonder you know are we gonna have to kind of swallow the poison pill with that contract and Hmm. do something with it or not because at this point i think he's all but lost his minutes um and i've been pretty pretty happy with deandre's minutes to be honest um just giving jokic you know a breather off the bench and deandre's had you know he's easy to get by sometimes but there's also times where he's effectively clogging up the paint grabbing rebounds um i love the lobs that he's getting from reggie and and um and uh so like uh yeah, I don't. I just I think DeAndre has taken Zeke's minutes, which is really weird to think about, considering how old DeAndre is and his role on this team, and 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 how up everybody was on Zeke. But you know, it's one of those things too, where I also want to be fair to Zeke because he's really a four that's been shoved into a five <laughs> spot. And you know, did we just, mit, you know, not utilize him correctly for years?
0: I don't yeah, know. I don't answer that. I'm waiting for your letter to Malone titled Deke Naji is a four. <laughs> Cause yeah, it just just keeps screaming it. Maybe someone will hear us eventually, yeah. but yeah, it's a little bit early to talk poison pill, especially how it hasn't kicked in yet. Um,
1: yeah. No but kidding. I think
0: we'll, we'll probably dive a little deeper in a, in another episode on that particular subject, but Real quick, just some housekeeping to, to wrap this thing up here. Uh, just a quick preview at the, the next game against the Mavericks. Uh, they're pretty banged up. You got Kleber out, Irving out, Lively out, and Josh Green out. Uh, all of them have different kinds of injuries, but uh, Josh Green looks like it'll be kind of extended. He might be returning next week, but really banged up Mavericks team and a lot of defense lost with green and lively out, which I mean, it ind- indicates to me, I don't know. They might just put Powell on Jokic. Uh, I thought lively would have been a more challenging matchup, even though he's a rookie, but to me at home, they should be considerable favorites. I know they were against the thunder, but i think the thunder right now are a better team than the mavs and uh really excited to see aaron gordon guard luca because you know that's what tim Conley said when he traded for him he said mm-hmm. aaron gordon guards luca the best out of anybody in the league
1: yeah and you know we all know how hard it is to guard luca donchich and so uh but, you know, not, that's what I love about A.G. is night in, night out. He's going to guard probably the best player on the other team. And so um, I think this is one of those games where, you know, although Dallas has some injuries and they're a little bit banged up, I don't think you can sleep on it whatsoever, no. especially Dallas being at home. Um, you know, they are missing some defense on that team uh, just just with their lineup in general. Um and so, yeah, I think you got to just be aggressive out of the gate and and
0: go right at those guys. And
1: you know, to use Scott Hastings' terminology, don't play with your food like we yep. did
0: last. Exactly, yeah. And I think the Thunder have a little bit more bite, but Mavs have Luka Doncic, and you never you can never take a game off against Luka because he will yeah. go for fifty on you and carry them to a win. So, yeah, I'm super excited to see Luka. It's always a pleasure to watch him, even though I'm rooting for him to lose. But, uh, yeah, next game I'm looking to see if if Murray can bounce back and if Porter can be more efficient. Those are the two things that I'm really looking for in this next matchup. How about you?
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to – I guess if I had to pick two things uh, on the offensive side of the ball, I'm looking forward to Jokic getting back in the paint um and getting back into his normal form which is usually a, a high percentage uh high scoring uh efficient type offense down low and then on the defensive side of the ball um obviously aside from guarding luca um is picking up seth curry and tim hardaway jr who for whatever reason Hardaway always torches us mm-hmm. um, and yeah. so you know, I love watching that guy play. I love watching his pops play. And uh, so, it's tomorrow's it's, it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited
0: about it. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be very uh, heavy on the offensive end for both teams. So, yeah, yeah. look for it. Sh- for...
1: um, I think we are supposed to get KCP back, Jake, so that'll be nice.
0: Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, Gordon will be the primary matchup on Doncic for sure, but no doubt. St- sticking KCP on one of those shooters, because um, that's what they're going to do. They're going to go all offense, right? Yeah. yeah, we need we need someone that makes those crisp rotations and, and can stick around screens. So, yeah, super excited. Um, we will be back later in this week, but, uh, yeah, let's see. Let's see what we can do against the Mavs tomorrow night. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the 5280 Nuggets Fast Break podcast by the Rocky Mountain Sports Network. And uh, go Nuggets. Go Nuggets.